I got news. I, I, I pieced together news. I, I came prepared for once. Woo! Yeah, we got stuff. Um, first off, I was in a video gaming mood earlier, uh, probably because I resubscribed to uh, Game Informer. What better way to honor uh, the stack of games that I still have yet to play and barely make time for than drool over new ones? <laughs> so stumbled on some news. First off, earlier this week or maybe just a couple days ago. Well, it's been rumored for a while, but uh, apparently it was made real by... Isn't Shriver, I think, or Shriver, something like that. The Knights of the Old Republic remake is officially happening, and... Jason Schreier, yeah. Jason Schreier, yeah. And, uh, and it's not by EA! Fucking thank God! Well, it's by Aspire, which is a, a dev team that is made up of... A, they've recently acquired a, a lot of ex-Bioware people, because a lot of Bioware people have jumped ship in the last like year and a half. But uh, Bioware is the same thing as, as <clears throat> Blizzard right now. There's no OG Bioware devs left. Whereas in same thing with Blizzard, Blizzard, the last OG like Warcraft two and three dev uh, Jeff Kaplan just quit. So, so Aspire, I, I've actually played a bunch of Aspire titles unintentionally because um, Aspire handled all of the Star Wars switch ports um, and I hope that their lead team isn't working on those, and I'm pretty sure they're not because they're ports. But oh, Aspire's report was not bad. What's no, that? Aspire, Aspire did do the original. What? Aspire did uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, they're the ones that ported it from the uh, the PC to version mobile. to mobile. To mobile. Oh, gotcha. So yeah. they've worked. They, they've worked with the title before. But uh, as I was saying, like I know the the Clone Wars uh, port is. Kind or clone commando, clone commando, and, and Jedi Outcast is effectively unplayable because of the auto aim issue. Because what oh. they did was they the the console versions originally had auto aim, like the GameCube and Xbox version. When they ported it to Switch, they didn't add any auto aim. So the mm. they used the exact same aiming system as was in the PC version, which you have a mouse. So like it made yeah, that the game doesn't work brutally hard to the point where like to pass the first like four or five levels, I had to use cheats. I, I couldn't I couldn't play the game if I didn't have cheats. Jesus. And it was very, very frustrating. And they still have the game came out over a year ago and they like almost two years ago and they still haven't patched it. Damn. It's very frustrating. And the 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 um, Republic Commandos port um supposedly like is sub 20 frames per second consistently yeah, throughout the It's ridiculously game. low. And that's I haven't just played that, that yet. Like, that's just like that's not acceptable for a release, like especially of games that came out came out over twenty years ago. You know, like came this came out. Am I fucking Canadian? Up there? Yeah, hey, you're a little um, too close to Canada up there. Was this was this all the boot? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, I know it's it's there's multiple teams within the same studio, but it just it seems sloppy. And if that's represented, that's that's what I've played of them. I, I've also, weirdly enough, am playing the mobile version of KOTOR right now, um, which is a fairly good port, I will say. It looks, it pretty much maxes out all the settings you had on PC 20 years ago. So it's decent. The, the Podracer port is also pretty good as well. I've heard that's, good things about that. That's the only one that I haven't picked up yet. I'll pick it yeah, up on a sale at some I'm point. Playing that on the Switch. You know, it was so weird. Out of the blue, I woke up um, 
just a couple of days ago, just itching to play some like LucasArts classics, specifically the one that I've replayed the most. Sam and Max? Day of the Tentacle. Full Throttle? Day the of dig? the Tentacle. Oh, Day okay. Of the tentacle. Yeah. And I just, I woke up with like the music in my head, like for one of the areas. And I was like, fuck, that sounds good right now. <laughs> and I realized <laughs> I actually have the remastered edition, which came out just a couple years ago, I think. For uh, PS4? uh ps4 it's on pc i think i have like a gog copy um i want a remake yeah. of the original game maniac mansion i saw there was like fan projects to remake it but i don't know if they ever came to fruition but uh something that uh another thing that was heavily rumored in the last couple weeks was some kind of news about uh, the metal gear franchise there's been a new twitter account that appears to be an official Metal Gear Solid account. And it's been tweeting out some cryptic stuff like in character, like as an employee of the Big Shell from Mm. Sons of Liberty. There is, I think there was more reports today that there were uh, some sort of leakers are saying like, yes, in fact, they're remaking. Uh, It's it's, uh, one of those, they're not sure if it's- Metal Gear and Metal Gear. Too. They're not sure if it's going to be a full remake or just like remasters with you know up into 4K or something. Because if they were uh, going to if they were going to do new games or remakes of any kind, I feel like remaking Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two, not solid, uh, would make the most sense because most people have never played those games. Yeah, because they were only on what the Amiga and uh, the MSX in Japan. MSX, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, Number two uh, got kind of a bastardized port on the NES, but that was it. Yeah. Uh, I played it. Um, I've never gotten particularly far in it, but. Yeah, they're pretty rough. Uh, That's the one with the, that's the one with the, the game art that has like, is clearly Kurt Russell, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) But yeah. uh, Yeah. Some people are suspecting it's, um, you know, maybe they'll just port over the whole like legacy collection of just like all the games remastered. Like the PS3 it. version. Yeah, yeah. Um, I almost grabbed that a couple times, but I was like, "Am I really going to spend the time to replay all of these? I don't know." <laughs> but I don't know. That's one of those that it's it's like one of your favorite movies. Like even if you've seen it a hundred times, you're not even sure if you're going to use the disc ever again. But having that disc feels right to you. <laughs> See, but I mean, the truth is, though, is that if if that was going to happen, um, it would be Konami doing it without Kojima. Kojima, exactly. Yeah, because Kojima has left the company, and you know there were some rumors that he was uh, patching things up and he was going to bring back Silent Hills, and none of that seems to be accurate. Um, yeah. And uh, Konami. I, I don't know if you know anything about modern Konami, but like all they do is make pachinko machines now. <laughs> and like, and like, he's not lying. I'm not lying. That's, that's like, they literally just slap their franchises like Silent Hill, uh, fucking Castlevania, and um, so it's just going to be uh, on pachinko machines. And so that's just, how they make their money. So that's all this news is going to add up to is just a new Metal Gear themed pachinko machine. The last couple, the last couple times stuff like this has leaked. The last time, it was a Silent Hill Pachinga machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't get your hopes up. I'll try not to get my hopes up. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, one thing that uh, 
did pique my interest though is that uh, Shang Chi trailer this week. Oh yeah, so good. Legend of the Ten Rings. So I'm not really familiar with the property at, uh, property at all. Um, I thought it was fun to see uh, Aquafina in there. Uh, so Shang Chi has been around for a while now in the comics, but he really became Marvel started pushing to the forefront of like stories and stuff about 20 years ago. Um, yeah, and he's like a martial art martial artist. Uh, his father is super powered. Um, it's not who it is in this version, though. I think mainly because they wanted to get away from the like yellow face version of the Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that that's the only thing that I'm like vaguely familiar with. The The Mandarin was part of leader of or part of that 10 rings organization. Yeah. He's the leader of the, of the 10 rings and okay. his, 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 his rings are cosmic. Um, and his, and he was the main antagonist to Iron Man, but he also fought like fantastic four and stuff. Um, now we're talking about the real Mandarin now, not Trevor. <laughs> not Trevor Slattery, no. <laughs> Although Trevor was fucking amazing. <laughs> Did you ever see the Hail to the King short? Yeah. I love yeah, that. So that, that's that that's so happy. That was so long ago at this point. It, it literally was like it was like eight years ago. <laughs> I think that might have been um, one of, if not the last of those Marvel shorts. The shorts, yeah. Did, yeah. Well, because like the shorts were really just them being like we have this extra content we don't know what to do with. Uh, mm. And then they made Marvel TV studios, which, you know, no. was good, but good in a different way. Mm. Um, I feel like Disney Plus, they could actually still do the shorts and they would still work. Well, maybe they're, I mean, as much as you've seen the, their, their, the, the effort that they're putting into these, uh, the series on Disney the Plus. Series, yeah. It makes me hopeful, like, fuck, will we see a continuation of that? Will we get to revisit Justin Hammer and Armor Wars? And uh, Like I said, I, I, like, I, if we don't see Justin Hammer in Armor Wars, I, like, I, I would be incredibly surprised. Yeah. The other thing about uh, Shang-Chi is that it's the actor that plays him literally tweeted his way to fame. Really? Yeah. About five, six years ago, uh, he tweeted at Marvel, hey, what about a Shang-Chi movie? And then they like added him and he's like, let's talk. <laughs> and he got the, and they cast him as Shang-Chi. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the only time that's ever worked. <laughs> okay. Who could I be in Marvel so I can start? It's like a bunch of other actors have like, have done this, like the, like, the like weird fan casting and like like adding on Twitter and stuff like, I mean I I think the most famous version of it a, so long ago was Donald Glover as Spider Man. Oh wow, which he ended up in the franchise, but you know, yeah, he was a little too old to play play Spider Man. Yeah. Speaking of more people being added to the ever fucking growing MCU, um, well, first off, we got uh, news. <laughs> From the man himself, Russell Crowe, that he is coming in hot with lightning bolts <laughs> for Thor: Love and Thunder or Zeus. As uh, as I fucking called it. As Nick Fury, well, Samuel Jackson said in uh, was it Die Hard with a Vengeance? Said, "Yeah, Zeus. <laughs> uh, don't fuck with me, or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass, Zeus." 
<laughs> so Russell Crowe is is the Zeus in Thor: Love and Thunder, which uh, I think we That's were talking. Fun. I think I was talking to Todd before. I didn't even know. I mean, I should have assumed because they put everything in the kitchen sink in there. But officially, the the Greek pantheon they're part of the in the Marvel yes. universe. The entire Greek Greek pantheon is, but the two main characters that you see the most that'll pop up in mostly Thor comics, but he also has his own run of comics, is Hercules. Hercules uh, pops up, and then Zeus pops up because obviously he's his fucking dad. So, yeah, right on. And we also ha- there also has to be gods for Gore the God Butcher to butcher. So. <laughs> Gore the God Butcher. I, I think that's, we're gonna see some uh, demigods get. Um... Yeah, that's who um, Christian Bale is playing. It's Gore the God Butcher. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I, I saw headlines that there was some first set photos of him, like with a shaved head or something. I didn't see them, but yeah, he's doing his Christian Bale thing. There was also uh, news of Amelia Clark joining Secret Invasion. So, Spider Woman. Spider Woman, you think? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, she might, they might not. So, Spider Woman in the cop. So, I'm guessing that she's playing a very large character because it's Amelia Clark post Game of Thrones. So, like, fucking Clark, yeah. Yeah. So, not, I mean, not quite like, the, uh, the Triple Crown winner, uh, Ming Na Wen who is a yeah. Disney princess, a Star Wars hero, and a Marvel hero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got Amelia Clark, who's, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, and genocidal dragon lady. <laughs> well, and, and also, you know... Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Oh, it's a oh, shit, Sarah Connor, wow. Yeah, from, you know, one of the many, many failed... Hey, I liked uh, that one. That was a good one. I mean, uh, it was probably I mean, the second least terrible. It's... <laughs> started strong it started strong and then ended fucking horrifically <laughs> which is kind of i mean i would say the same thing for uh salvation as well i enjoyed the first parts of that she would be really good casting as spider woman um who plays a massive role in secret invasion probably okay. is the most significant character in the entire like story Damn. and um, do we, do Woman, we really bring in Spider Woman at this point? Because that I think her at that as, point, her as Spider Woman would kind of eclipse Tom Holland. Hmm. She would kind of take the the. What do you mean? The Star Spider Woman is not a very well known character. It's not, but it's still a. She's character. big in the comics, but outside of the comics, like nobody knows who she is. She's big in the comics. She is an icon that girls can latch onto and just go crazy for and her as an actress is a huge a-list actress so i'm unsure if they're gonna tackle spider woman but what they might do is use the same storyline from the comics just slightly change it because the whole spider woman thing sort of requires like a bunch of previous knowledge of her character and i i would i doubt that they would introduce all this stuff just for her to play someone. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm going to avoid this. But that doesn't. It's not of consequence. That's not of consequence, exactly. Um, so what I figure they're going to do is they're going to throw us a curveball and have her play 
something slightly different that ends up being as imp- as impactful. They're right. they're not going to Bilbo Baggins us in uh, in uh, yeah exactly the last cat movie. Is the the actor that plays Bilbo Baggins in um, Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman. He was in uh, Civil or Civil, Civil War, War. Yeah, Civil War. Yeah. Mm. And this um, character was kind of just a throwaway-ish character. But I, what what I meant by saying Spider Woman is, I think I know exactly the character she's playing, and if she does, if that's true, I think it's I think it's really good casting because she's got this the right vibe. That was so super vague because just like talking about Secret Invasion is hard because uh, the whole sort of premise, if you know about it already, sort of spoils the whole plot. Okay, I don't um, know shit about it. So, so yeah, but I mean, it's it's the entire it's it's about a scroll invasion of the world, but it ends up being like who's the scroll, and at some. And in Secret Invasion, it ends up that like a lot of characters have been scrolls for like a really, really long time. Like like the entire time we've known them. Okay. But also in the MCU, they flipped the script where the scrolls uh, are I, I, that's a faction. I I don't think they're gonna stick stick with that. That was also in the 80s, so like shit changes. Okay. Like we used to be allies with Afghanistan, so you know. In the sixties, yeah. Okay. Well, another uh, another bit that's been well, that was official news, but other rumors that have been going on for quite some time. We've been wondering uh, what, if anything, is going to happen to our uh, our Netflix defenders. The last few days, there's been reports from insiders that at least some of the characters, some of the main characters, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock. Uh, Burnfall's Punisher and Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones will in fact return to the MCU. However, um, keeping keeping the keeping the actors, but uh, pretty much scrapping their their stories, um, starting fresh in the MCU, which seems odd. But I guess if you're trying, my only to... question is why? Yeah, why? Why not just acknowledge them? Like. There's no reason that you have to just ignore it. Like it's not like it happened in a different universe. The stories were literally made originally with the idea that they were canon. So I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be like a Star Wars C canon type thing where they can pick and choose what they want to canonize and not canonize. Yeah. So it's uh, in Star Wars the way it works is the the anything in the books that happens is canon unless the movies or tv shows refute it so that's probably what's going to happen here is they're just going to pick and choose what i just think it's really happen. arbitrary especially with like the rules that they've already set up like you guys have the power to just canonize it just do it like well uh, i don't know this seems yeah. silly again this is all still in the rumor mill there's nothing officially announced so could be full of shit and haven't haven't there been like a lot of rumors that matt murdoch is in the new Spider-Man movie, he was yeah. seen in London during filming for it, with no other projects on his uh, list. Yeah, but isn't he English? <laughs> well, I think he was doing something in LA for a while. That at that time, so he was supposed to be in LA, and then was spotted in London for three mm-hmm. days during the filming, during the heaviest parts of filming. 
there are so Megan and I were talking about this a few days ago. There are so many Brits playing Americans in so many of our beloved properties. Oh like, yeah, a lot of times you forget. Pretty much, pretty much seen... all of our best characters, almost all of them are played by Englishmen. Yeah, and then you or see like people like, from the UK. I remember way back in the day when uh, I first saw Andrew Lincoln in an interview for The Walking Dead, and he was using his natural accent and i was like what the fuck and, and it I, looks and it really like, fucking oh, weird yeah. i was like oh yeah he's all, that guy from uh, love actually <laughs> when he's all rick grimed up he's all like grimy and and long beard and and like like dark skin because they're out in the sun doing whatever they're doing in the zombie apocalypse and then you yeah. hear that clear british voice coming through christian yeah. bale benedict cumberbatch idris elba Actor that plays Loki. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Speaking uh, of him and Loki, uh, that was an interesting little bit. Um, I mean, it's just kind of talk right now, but a uh, uh, Mar- Marvel Studios VP of production and development, Nate Moore, was basically saying that it was in a conversation and they were talking about the all the different Disney Plus series coming out and how we've kind of been talking about how they're just kind of one-offs, you know, to fit into the ongoing story with the movies and everything. Uh, but he did kind of hint at um, specifically Loki out of all of them really does lend itself to multiple seasons in a way. Where it's felt, well, it's also because his character is like isolated from everything pretty much. Yeah. yeah Cause he it's literally not the disappeared that, from the name t- main timeline. And it's not yeah. the Loki that we know and love. It's a, it's a completely different Loki. That's Loki yeah. Like eight yeah. years prior. Yeah, but specifically... So he, the, he hasn't grown and evolved and had character arcs. Yeah. We can scrap all that silly um, character, like, canon. Um, yeah. So, you know, WandaVision, definitely a limited series with a completed arc, which will continue into the movies. But uh, Loki, specifically, he pointed out was good for... It. The structure of it definitely hints at, oh, we can go on a lot of adventures for some time to come here. And I was going to say that Falcon and the Winter Soldier could have done that too. And then they announced right. Captain America 4. <laughs> Captain America 4, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes more sense. Though, yeah. they Which, did by say... the way, the rumors of a Chris Evans return is not even related to Captain America 4 as well. Really? Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's also the rumor. Interesting. So, like, I honestly, I could take, and I... I'm just going to go out on a limb here, and I have a feeling that this is, this is what they're going to do. I think they're going to do a Chris Evans limited series with him, the man, like, man lost in time. or like Man out of time. Man out of time. And just have stories of him and his alternate, or we don't even know, because the writers and the directors don't even know what it is. Uh, just that would his be a stories, good way to use him. His stories of, like, working behind the scenes in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s to, like, avoid catastrophe, you know? Him influencing, but not directly acting. Exactly. To make sure that, like, the, the, good guy, the good guys always sort of end up on top, you know? And that would be really, really fun. Just him just nudging things in the background. Just yeah, like, because <laughs> we, we don't know a lot about the mcu during that time period during those very various time periods and it would just be a really interesting it could be really political and chris evans 
it's exactly the type of thing that I think he would want to do. Uh, because I don't think he wants to do like the big like action stuff, but if it, it was something much more character based, I think he'd be into it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, in another <laughs> little bit of MCU news, or again, I think this is just in the rumor mill for now, but a lot of these are coming from uh, the same, the typical sources that other things have been proven correct. Millie Bobby Brown is supposedly being courted by Marvel now for a multi, uh, multiple appearances in the MCU. She would be good as a young Avenger. X-23? No, bring back the original, the, the actress from, from Logan oh, yeah, she, for that. She was awesome, yeah. yeah. That would be great. Supposedly that actually, was the idea originally, but and, but and, that's but that's why I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen is because it seems to me like they're making significant, like that they're cutting ties to that universe. Oh, the X-Men. Ralph universe. Boner, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, yeah Daphne Keene was X-23 in, in Logan. She actually made like there was a giant like Twitter poll and Twitter petition for her to reprise her role. Yeah, that would like, be recently, awesome. like a couple of months back. Yeah, I wonder what character then. Uh, there's uh, just a few weeks ago there was some other like rumors that she was in talks as uh, DCEU's Batgirl um, as well. But I can see that. Who knows? Whatever. Marvel's just going to keep swallowing up actors until like everybody. I mean, yeah. It's kind of like if you've seen a Harry Potter film, then you've seen every every main British actor like in existence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they got Julia so they can get anybody. Yeah, eventually Marvel's just going to swallow. What, what is what is Jerry Seinfeld going to end up in the Mar- MCU now? <laughs> oh, oh god. god, please don't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with all these superheroes? Shut up. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. Uh, claw through the brain. What if we just keep, what if this train just keeps on rolling until eventually we're in this future dystopia where Marvel just becomes synonymous with movies? Like we just say, kind of like, kind of like, like uh, they aren't already. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we say, like, kleenex instead of tissues like oh yeah you're gonna see new marvel like oh yeah there's new marvels out <laughs> i mean I, yeah i, guess I don't even think we have to joke about that man because mostly already there already <laughs> um uh, no and- it's like it, it's sort of like a um house of house of m it's just house of marvel where like all of the cast of marvel are just the rulers of earth <laughs> <laughs> jesus uh, it's pretty fucking true actually. it's kind of yeah uh, and Cause they get because they get cross cast into like disney shit too so like they're pretty much you know their careers yeah. are made speaking of indiana jones 5 just added another actor age of ultron's baron von strucker <laughs> let me guess he's gonna play a german scientist <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy <laughs> Uh, Thomas Kretschmann, yeah. I'm not really familiar with what else he's been in, but... Uh, I've seen him in other stuff randomly, but I'm not super familiar with his career. One of those guys, one of those... No, things. like, as soon as they mentioned him, I was like, oh, he's definitely playing a German scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, like, a German, like, fucking... Like, Indy's, like, hunting down 
let me guess, part of the movie will take place in Brazil. Argentina. Or Argentina. Yeah, I know. Did you catch that Modoc trailer? I didn't. No, I missed it. I haven't seen the trailer uh, yet either. I, I, it looks fun. It looks like dumb fun. New trailer for... Uh, I'm a little skeptical of Modoc just because like the very concept alone like that Modoc lives in suburbia uh, what it was, yeah they're <laughs> taking the piss out of it it's so this is hulu's animated marvel series Modoc, the super villain what what does it stand for something uh machine to kill or something yeah machine only designed for something or other. Oh, I don't okay. know. I, Mental organism designed only for killing. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never really been a huge Modoc fan, mainly just because it. I don't know. It, it, it's from that. It's like, always been a tongue-in-cheek kind of. Yeah, character. and yeah. he was used in like the um, the Jack Kirby stuff in the seventies. Whenever you so, need a B plot and a, and somebody that comes in to try to murder everybody, that's who you go to as Modoc. Yeah. Well, uh, the trailer kind of sold me. I mean, Patton Oswalt is voicing Modoc, uh, which is the only reason why I need to watch it. And it's him and uh, John Hamm as Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty fun. Just, yeah. I just like giving that. giving Modoc all kinds of shit. So uh, yeah, it looks fun. So he's so- uh, Modoc is basically like he's at this point he's failed in all his attempts to be a legit super villain and you know do whatever he's trying to do and so he's like the loser and dealing with family issues and like his family falling apart and he's got like two kids that he's trying to raise and it's just it it looks like wacky fun let me guess a plucky teenage daughter uh well there's there's a teenage daughter who looks just like him like the oh. big head <laughs> both i think there's like one regular kid and then one like big head kid <laughs> so uh oh uh nathan fillion as wonder man Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah Simon like Williams. AKA. Oh, yeah, we talked about that because uh, I was like, wait, hasn't he been like, weren't they, wasn't he supposed to play Wonder Man like five years ago or something? Uh, well, now he's doing it in cartoon form. Uh, Nathan Fillion as Simon Williams, aka Wonder Wham, Wonder Man. Wonder Wham! Wonder Wham! <laughs> who incidentally is sleeping with Modoc's wife. <laughs> that's number wang. Uh, yeah, you should check that out. It looks fun. So that was that was that was a part of the slate of like four or five different Hulu projects that was announced by Marvel a couple like last year, right? Yeah, I haven't heard a peep from any of the other ones. I forget uh, what else. Well, they had the uh, they had the um, Ghost Rider show that fell through, so there was that. Oh, okay. The only other animated project I remember hearing around that time was uh, the Master of the of the Universe one. Uh, that's. Uh, Kevin Smith's thing, and Kevin that's Smith's coming together. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Over, oh, well, it's a shame Meg's uh, not joining us for this podcast because uh, so she did, did talk about this. There was a trailer for um, Adventure Time. I don't know if, how familiar oh, you got. Oh, the last movie. Uh, this is the third one, actually. Uh, I thought it was they were saving this for the last one, but apparently not. Uh, maybe something changed with production. But so this is, they've been doing the Adventure Time specials, Distant Lands. And there are four little like one-off uh, movies uh, that have been, they, two of them aired last year, two more are coming this year. And this this next one, which is just in a few weeks, together again, it's uh, Finn and Jake. And so it's their whole special. 
So there was a trailer for that. It looks fun. If you're an Adventure Time fan, I'm sure you'll love the shit out of it. We had our first bits of news for uh, the John Wick spinoff series. Oh, the um, Continental. Continental. Right? Yeah. yeah, the Continental. So it's going to be uh, set 40 years prior to the events of the John Wick series. And it'll focus on uh, Ian McShane's character as a younger assassin. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I think the most interesting tidbit about that was that the episodes are going to be 90 minutes long. Yeah, 90 Damn. fucking minutes. That's, that's so they're going to be movies. Movie a week, yeah. Pretty much. Sure. Uh, so they're probably they're obviously not going to be doing very many episodes. I would I would imagine five, like a four to six, run. six. Yeah. Now, who the hell could probably. you cast with the presence to be a young Ian McShane? So Reddit actually came up with this pretty well. Um, this guy, he actually really looks like him. Um, you probably won't recognize him because you still hasn't fucking watched it. But uh, uh, Rufus Sewell from uh, A Knight's Tale looks almost exactly like a young Ian McShane. Rufus Sewell. Rufus Sewell. Holy Yeah, shit. but A Knight's Tale came out like 20 years ago. <laughs> but he's Wait, still, I know this guy from other stuff. Ian McShane is like 80, oh. so he's still young enough. Oh, shit. A 40-year-old. Uh, sorry. I, I know this guy from Dark City. Okay, Dark wait, City. Who is this guy? Yeah. I think he was the main guy in Dark City. What's his name? Rufus Sewell. Sewell. S-E-W-E-L-L. Oh, yeah. He's also in Man in the High Castle. Yeah, oh, and he's okay. the main character in Dark City. Right, yeah. Oh, this dude, he's no spring chicken. He's 53. Yeah, but Ian McShane is 80, so he can <laughs> easily play... A younger Ian McShane. Yeah, I guess they can fudge it. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're probably going to go with somebody younger. But I mean, yeah, that'd be decent casting. I like him. He's a good actor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he was, he was really good as um, uh, a Meg has joined the party. Open Gruppenfuhrer. Uh, no one cares. In Man of the Castle, Hi. he was like, he was like the leader. He was like the the regional leader of the like nazi states of america i vaguely remember his face uh, we watched meg and i watched two episodes of that and got bored <laughs> uh, yeah that that show was supposed to be right up my wheelhouse and it was the same way i like watched two maybe three episodes and got bored i read the book but I didn't. I read it so quickly. I didn't really. Remember the book and the show are really, really different. the 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 book is pretty much like the first season, and then they go like way, way different. Isn't that kind of like uh, you said about um, uh, Elizabeth Moss? Um, oh, Handmaid's. Oh, The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's yeah, Tale. Handmaid's Tale does pretty. Well, much I haven't same. read Handmaid's Tale, so. Oh. I have, and it. Yeah, that is the case. I think oh, okay. the reviews for the latest season are just ended already, for fuck's sake. Well, tell me how I haven't watched it yet. Oh, the Handmaid's well, there... I don't know anything. I've never the watched it. The whole thing is that, like, it. they already live in this, like, horrible, like, f- like feminist dystopia. Um, not, like, feminist dystopia. Like, it would be horrible to be a woman in this these circumstances. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like, it was already a dystopia, and then we sort of got into, like, like you know the women's march and like real dystopia so it was like how do we but also they like didn't bring like women of color into this at all so like i I don't know it just seems like their version of this like horrible like male dominated christian dystopia can barely keep up with the real world (laughs) 
So, yeah. Yeah, it's always a weird dance. Like, I mean, it's it's good to have interesting um, content that, you know, kind of touches on real world issues. But at the same time, sometimes you get to a point where it's so close that it's yeah. a little, sometimes you don't want to be reminded about. And all of my female friends that, and family that have watched it, they like hate watch it because they're like, it's so distressing. It's like, it's like, um, it's like watching, it's too real. And it's, it's sometimes too much. And like, there's so much rape and like yep. sexual mm-hmm. abuse. And it, it's a show that after like, maybe two Forced episodes, birth and stuff like you that you need a break from it because yeah. it, you need your it, own lifetime movie shower yes it's like, same, yeah. it's like the same thing that like uh like black folk are saying about like constantly being subjected to black pain on television recently like yeah. mm. like them and watchmen and like uh getting the getting the um Oklahoma, like or, every uh, movie is like a slave uh rehash movie or yeah you know talking and, and about so we've, the black so stroke. we've been getting a lot of it and i i like in some ways i think it like us was really good and get out were really good because they the stories really required that narrative and it it used it well but there's a lot of um there's a lot of people saying that like now people are just trying to bank on that and they know that it sells so now you're now you're like banking off of black pain and people are like, give us a fucking break. Let us like, we don't need to see yeah. black bodies destroyed on screen every single time. Yeah. It's funny that not, <clears throat> not that we are in any way authorities to talk about these matters. No, I am but... the whitest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's blinding. I have to reduce the brightness on my laptop when I talk to you about it. <laughs> He's not kidding. <laughs> I love that. How you, you've been the last few times we've been chatting. You're also like right butted up against that wall. So oh, yeah. it reminds me of my John skin Oliver's. tone is like really like what reminds I like me this. of John Oliver saying that how he's still living in trapped the in the void. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I was listening to um, I think Ron Funches was on uh, Whitney Cummings podcast uh, a few days ago, and at some point he, they were talking about that in conversation how like it's everywhere right now, and um, you know that kind of content. And Ron Funches was like, "Can I just?" Like be a, can I just be a black guy on TV and not have to be a slave or like yeah. oppressed in a thousand different ways or something? I forget his exact wording, but he was basically saying like, uh, like let me breathe for a minute. <laughs> um, I I went back and revisited a bunch of '90s. I, I've just been revisiting a lot of '90s media recently, and um, I I started rewatching um, a different world during um oh man and it's so good and it's really it's just like about her going to college she's yeah. not dealing with racism she's not dealing with like like having nooses tied around her like um, doorknob and shit she's just a black girl going to college and it is very refreshing it is maybe a little too ignorant of race sometimes uh but it's still it is very refreshing well yeah i I God, I forgot about that show until you remember. It's fantastic. It's a really yeah. Good. I remember loving that when I was a kid. Like I, I like watched like bits of Cosby Show reruns. Like those, those like elementary school summers where I was like raised by the TV. 
uh, because yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> but and I was watching like shows, two hour blocks of Saved by the Bell, and then eventually yeah. I started airing a different world, and I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, that's that girl who's on the Cosby Show, and then I got obsessed with that show. But um, what you're talking about, kind of like, and again, I it's weird to talk about this because depending on who you're talking to, like some people have very strong opinions, like, no, it's your duty to speak about issues and things like that. And then sometimes you just want to enjoy people. It just enjoy their stories, everyday stories. stories. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the feeling that you you're talking about getting from a different world where she's just a girl going to school. Um, that very much reminds me of, the feeling that I got and just kind of had like an epiphany moment when Meg started getting me to watch Shit's Creek and how, you know, Dan Levy. By Erasure is real. There's a, uh, yeah, they're like, they have little, like they have like funny situational moments, you know, because of his sexuality, but it's not a show where he's constantly have to, he's not constantly fighting oppression. There's or not. He doesn't have to perform. He doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't it, have to just, legitimize his identity to unknowing yeah. it just is. ignorance. It just you know? is. Yeah, it was a yeah. world where it like it just is these efforts, and it it never really comes into question. The only time that they ever uh, even sort start of to talk about it is when he's interested in two different people, mm-hmm. and he feels like maybe he has to cater to one more than the other. But well, so it's like, like, and a- then and then his fiance, um, yeah, Patrick. Yes. Patrick. Yeah. Uh, when that's the only time they really make it like a theme of the episode was him he being came terrified out. to come out yeah. to his parents. Yeah. And even then it was like, they were like, Oh, we feel bad that you were afraid to tell us, you know, like mm-hmm. it's fine. You know? And that was great. Oh, that's and uh, Dan <laughs> Levy, he, he said that that was a very intentional thing that they, yes. they wanted the show to not be painful to watch. <laughs> yeah, he wanted it to be a fun experience. He wanted it to be like a breath of fresh air to just en- sit and enjoy the show and have a good laugh. Yeah. See, and it, it just proves that these these conversations are all cyclical because the reason why shows like A Different World and Moesha and, um, you know, <laughs> these, these black sitcoms in the 90s, the reason why they existed in the first place was because it was an intentional act after the really devastating like seventies and eighties for black people. And then, you know, after Rodney King, there were a lot of these same types of discussions happening 20 years ago that are happening right now of, we don't want to see black people suffering. We don't want roots. We don't want, I mean, those things are important, but uh, we it can't be everything. So like that community is black- does not have to be that. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why you got all these like very after, affirmational black sitcoms in the in the 1990s that were doing the same thing and with uh like shows like Shit's Creek this is really the first time uh, a gay show or like a you know queer show gets to do something like that I, I, I'm not saying it's the first because there are many many shows that you know mainstream audiences don't necessarily get um uh, access to or at least aren't interested in um but it's the first time a show like that has really struck out and made it big and a bisexual character um that's you know mainly or ends up mainly dating men um and married to a man is is really the forefront and of that type of affirmational show and it's very refreshing i i really 
it's nice. Yeah, it's awesome. It deserves all of the awards and more that it got. And it got and a movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, isn't it funny how we were talking about Modoc ten minutes ago? And <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's getting off topic for you. <laughs> we, we got all fucking deep. Uh, well, going back to my uh, ridiculous comic book shit, Young Justice. Young Justice. Uh, I don't think I even. I don't think I even saw the third series. They finally did, but yeah, um, I, I actually never saw. It. I need to go back and finish it. It was an. It was an exclusive for the DC. I saw uh, the first episode. Yeah. yeah, for DC. Yeah, it was an exclusive for DC Unlimited. But since DC Unlimited isn't a video streaming service anymore, and oh, all of its content went over to HBO Max. Nice. I have to grab right. that. I, it's been so long. I'm gonna have to rewatch the whole show because I mean the first. Oh yeah, I mean you should though because it's just so good. It's so fucking. And good. They're short. They're short seasons too. I think they're only like yeah. 10, 10 or twelve episodes. Yeah. So uh, we got an update from uh, Greg we- Greg Wiseman. God, I can't talk tonight. Greg <laughs> Wiseman. Keep drinking time. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> I skipped the fun part. Uh, he gave a what season four update. Basically, they're a little over halfway uh, through production on season four. So it's coming. They they don't have any like date exactly or estimated yet, but they're they're working hard at it. And just, well, you know, being that the for the third season took like six years to make. <laughs> well, they were they were dead in the water. Like the show. No, was I, I, no I know. And it was the uh, the fan outcry that helped. Uh, yeah, bring interest back up on it. It seems to me that um, animated shows, it always takes a really long time for them from green light to airing. But then the second season usually is like half the time. Yeah. Still yeah, takes a long time, but it takes some while to, to pick up steam and get the engine running again. Because, like, remember when Lower Decks, Lower Decks was announced like three years ago? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it took forever for the first season. And then to come season out. two is coming out less than a year after the first season premiered. Yeah. Speaking of uh, updates on shows with new seasons, we have uh, confirmation from Netflix that The Witcher and Cobra Kai will be coming out this year. How funny. I was just going to bring that same thing up. I've got the article up on my, <laughs> on my computer right now. Yeah. Um, Cobra so Kai 2021. Was- I've heard nothing but good yeah. things on Cobra Kai. I got to jump on that. Yeah, but... I'll pro- I probably will because like somebody somebody was mentioning they were like Cobra Kai is how you reboot a long dead franchise, and I was like, huh, because like uh, you know there's a lot of and we were talking about this with Ghostbusters the other day is if there's something that's really good about a franchise, do you constantly try to remake the the thing that people liked about it in the first place or do you explore and do new things with it because like with ghostbusters it's only ever been uh, a horror comedy so i think you have to explore and do new things but that doesn't mean you have to forget and not utilize what has come before I think that's what a lot of remakes now. Because Cobra Kai is like pretty different from the Karate Kid, you know? Yeah, like it's pretty different, but it also uses elements and it uses actors from the original. It's like the the yeah. the the sequel or the remake that they did with fucking Jackie Chan and 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 uh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, Jaden, Jaden Smith. Will Smith's kid, Jaden Smith. Yeah. Well, it's and not then even what about the, the one before that? Kid. It's not even the Karate Kid. What about the one with uh, what's her name? 
I don't I don't care about that because I'm I'm being righteously pissed off about this one. It's the Kung Fu Kid because there's no karate being performed. It's an all Chinese cast with the exception of Will Smith's kid. How is that karate? It's, it's oh, not, rant over. It's Sorry. not. Rant over. <laughs> You're right. It's not. I also never saw it because it looked really stupid. It exactly. was. That's why it was not not great. Um, yeah, I, I've heard nothing but good things, and uh, I would agree. I, I think it's. But uh, I mean, of course, this is different for everybody. But my for my personal taste, my personal preference, it's nice to see. Uh, as opposed to a just a shameless cash grab reboot, um, like last Ghostbusters, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, um, or that you know Kung Fu Kid, as it were, when you can still play in the same universe, you know, honor in you know whatever small way the connections to the original films or series or whatever doesn't mean you have to be like constantly beholden to it, but show that it's a continuation of that original universe and branch off into new interesting directions um for example like if they do a if they do a short circuit reboot they they should include his character i was just thinking about short circuit that's so they just don't have to do the brown face again yeah right it's not going to be bringing back um fisher uh, stevens fisher stevens oh boy everyone's passwords are sex and god Uh, um uh, the plague Uh, no, yeah, they'll skip Fisher Stevens. It'll be Hank Azaria next time. <laughs> um, so I was actually, I was just thinking, that's so weird that you mentioned Short Circuit, because I was just thinking, like, I think it's really weird how we all have varying levels of affinity for these, like, 80s, like, family comedies that we grew up with. Like, oh. Karate Kid, I was, like, sort of into it. I saw them all, but, like, I don't know. I wasn't super into them. Short Circuit, fucking love Short Circuit. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, like super into the first two. Didn't really like the third one. Um, What are you talking about? The third one was amazing. It's fine. The first one is amazing. The second one is pretty good. And the third one is, yeah. Um, And then like Home Alone, like the first two are good. So like these like varying affinities. When you got got rid of Macaulay Culkin, it's just not the same. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a franchise they could bring back. Yeah, that one absolutely um, is. But only if I actually, weirdly out. enough, I I like had this like fever dream a couple months ago when I was sick, and I was like, oh, Home Alone would make a really good VR game. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's sort of brilliant. You like set up traps around, and like you have to like fight them off, and like you have. Anyways, I uh, I think somebody should make a Home Alone themed VR game. Make it happen. Become a developer and where do they it. make a, a <laughs> where you set up um what's the term for those types of traps? Movie traps. Um, improvised explosive devices. It's not. In, anyways, it's I'm close to it. I just you know it, too much a ecstasy a long time ago. It's a trap. Um, anyways, you set up a giant mouse trap board game, and then you go yes. Whatever, yes. like, like you cause like near fatal burns to their ninety percent of their body. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, was he a sociopath? I mean, I'm pretty sure where he he was a sociopath, right? Of course, he had to be. He was the youngest kid in a family of like ten. 
Also, like the good son, he he played that role really oh fucking well. That was such really a well. Movie. Yeah. yeah, because mostly my brother is like the good son. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, pretty much. Well, there's there's a few of those like '80s, like late '80s, early '90s properties where like the precocious young scamps, in hindsight, were fucking terrible. Like the the what is it the the YouTube series like Zach Morris is trash. Where they, <laughs> yeah. they out Zach Morris is like this fucking monster. <laughs> also, oh yeah, fuck you, Tony. For some reason, like we mentioned this on a podcast before, and I don't know how it got into my YouTube recommendeds because I never searched <laughs> for it. We only talked about it on this podcast, and that became like the every other recommended it video became, on like, my the, the touchstone of your entire youtube channel recommendation yeah but it was you... just zach morris's trash uh, <laughs> random video random video zach morris's trash random video random mm. video zach morris's trash oh sorry it must have been my uh my 5g chip um my, my <laughs> that's another one like, three ninjas it's, it's, it's the fucking youtubes and facebook al- algorithms that does that to us three oh, ninjas three ninjas <laughs> was amazing surf ninjas surf ninjas well wasn't that it was I, I, garbage, but also amazing. <laughs> I have I I have very vague like flashes of moments in those movies, and I'm not even sure I, I, if I'm combining the two. Three Ninjas and Surf Ninjas didn't Are they completely like, different franchises? But yes. didn't they have a similar like like Home Alone style? Like they had to fight off burglars. Oh yeah, it was pretty much yeah. the exact same plot. Same, that that's like every the, '90s. That was kid the movie. plot. That was the plot from the first Surf Ninjas. Is they they come to kidnap the kids. And the guys are dressed as like pizza delivery guys. Right, right. Yeah. And then in in Three Ninjas, their grandfather was like a famous martial artist or something. He's a famous ninja. He's literally a ninja. But like they all three of them were like super white and like did not look Asian at all in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I always was super confused about that. And like, I understand that like, you know, not everybody, you know, you can, you can be passing and not passing, but like that was not this. These were clearly just white actors that had like no representation going on. About as believable as Chris Farley's Beverly Hills Ninja. (laughs) Yes. I just watched that the other day. Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) I love that movie so much. With, it's with, so uh, fucking bad, but it, it's it's amazing. I don't remember the actor, but the original Liu Kang. Um, uh, what was his name? He plays the brother, the yeah, brother of the uh, brother Chris Farley. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Wait, Rock was what? in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The original Liu Kang actor. I don't remember his name, but he was, Chris uh, Rock actually makes that fucking uh, Robin Show. Robin Show. The, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chris Rock makes that fucking movie. <laughs> like it's already it's already good with Robin Show and and Chris Farley, but Chris Rock is the the uh, this the, is like a bellboy, like the a, bellboy at the hotel. Bellboy. Yeah, God dang. Um, oh, another one from Netflix that was a so um, uh, all of these are coming out like fourth quarter this year, like fall winter sometime. Season two of The Witcher, uh, Cobra Kai season four, and also one Meg that you liked that uh, you. Oh yes! Yeah, it's like the guy who's who's like creepy stalker dude that yeah. like kills these women. Yeah. Spoiler uh, alert. So season three of that also coming. Oh, later this season year. two Wait, was so good. Wasn't there like a whole thing about the actor from you? What whole thing? A thing. Yeah. What's the actor's name. 
Ken Badgley. Didn't it turn out that he actually is like a real creep? I don't know. Mm, he don't know. looks like he could be. It really fits <laughs> he the plays profile. It really well. I think you're thinking of the other guy that had the the bit of like weird stuff come out that he actually likes uh, like literally licking blood off of wounds and stuff like that. I don't remember what it. Oh. I think it's Ar- Army Hammer or something like that. Or oh, there was definitely. Army oh, I'm not thinking about Army Hammer. Last couple months I, I, or whatever. I just want to mention like Army Hammer. That dude's life is fucked. <laughs> he went from like being like the next potential, like almost being the next potential superstar for like a decade to his career is over for the rest of his life. I haven't heard about what happened. Tell me. He's just into like some really weird fetish. Well, there's also claims that he like raped, raped and sexually abused his ex-girlfriend. So Jesus. Yeah. All right. Okay. And like a lot of really credible um, rumors that he like, sexual battery and stuff mm. and like like getting consent but like not actually getting consent then being like i was terrified for my life i was gonna say and anything like yeah. going overboard with beyond consent stuff yeah jesus uh and then he went to return some videotapes <laughs> <laughs> i mean he really is like a fucking like american psycho jesus uh let's uh moving on yeah moving on <laughs> So there are further reports. Daniel Reichman, Reich, Reichman, I don't know how you pronounce it, but uh, it's the insider that's attached to a lot of these leaks from TV leaks. Yeah, but apparently that uh, Disney is still gung ho about a Firefly reboot, um, minus Sweden, of course. Yeah, uh, but there's no way they can do it with Sweden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the Nevers is going to get canceled after probably i'm guessing this season or next season it's not going to have like they own the fox studio right so they don't have to work with him yeah that's that makes me very conflicted just because he'll probably get some financial compensation for the 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 rights well well if they use any characters that he created then he will the name even the name the universe. Um, the universe itself is probably copyright sh- to him as well. I, I yeah, I don't know how that works with that specifically. I do know Writers Guild stuff. Um, if they use any of the characters that he created, then yes, he definitely gets money. Um, the universe, I think, is a little bit in concepts. I think is a little bit more gray area. I, I well, I mean, I couldn't just make a Star Wars movie right now and and not and just it's in the star wars universe but it doesn't use any of the characters it's all original and call it mine i mean that's, except that's the not... writers guild the writers guild rules about that are are very specific but they're also arcane like trying to understand how and why writers get money for the stuff that they write is really really weird um it's like for example there's uh, there are star trek episodes where like a writer created a character and the reason why they didn't use that character in spinoffs is because anytime they use that character in an episode and if they were like a main character, they'd have to pay that writer for every single instance of that character, which would be the entire franchise or the entire show. So there are characters that weren't used because they'd have to pay writers for the, because they created the character. So like 
there's re- weird inconsistent like weird inconsistencies like that so that's why i mean like they could they could i th- i think the rules are the way that it works with the wga is they could set it in the universe and they don't have to pay him unless they use characters that he created hmm. but he is also an executive producer on the show so he'd be getting money cuz you know created by it and all that so hmm. Even even them using a show that he created, he's going to be getting some financial compensation from. Interesting. Well, in uh, <clears throat> other uh, old shows coming back, well, this one's going to be a spinoff. Uh, I only bring this up because I don't know if you were a fan at all, Byron, but I remember uh, me, Todd, and our old co-worker, uh, Lloyd, were all up in How I Met Your Mother back Fuck in the Lloyd. Day. Oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I actually am a really big him yim fan um, yeah. i really I've enjoyed it. it i realized ever since it it's weird like i'm meg and i like to this day uh when we're flipping channels late at night and we need something to like veg out to before bed sometimes we'll land on a friend's rerun and even though we've seen them a billion times we still end up watching it how i met yeah. your mother not so much like i mean i guess probably just because it's not as like fucking everywhere as friends always is but or nostalgic but yeah, it's like I, I really thoroughly enjoyed How I Met Your Mother through the whole run. But since we finished watching it, I haven't really had any desire to go back. It's the Game of Thrones issue. The it, the series the ended so yeah. horrifically exactly. that you've lost all interest in Used to be nostalgia. lost before that. And before that, it was X-Files. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, the, the payoff was not great for how i met your mother and to be honest i it was also a show where i hated the main person uh ted, ted i thought Mosby. he was terrible fucking Mosby. yeah fucking they should, they should just rename the show to how i wanted to bang your aunt i realize where you get what you guys are getting at um i think i uh I've actually seen the show all the way through like three times. Oh shit! Um, but yeah, that's same. because before it ended, for a while I was really into the show. I really, really liked it. Um, I discovered it during the third season, and then I like re- I've just like went crazy for it. And yeah. right before it ended, I rewatched it uh, entirely. But ever prior to that, even I was rewatching it consistently so i've seen almost every single episode at least three or four times um, fun fact about that show except for I the last broad- two seasons i broadcast that show to the city of coronado on their uh, public access channel for about 12 hours one day on accident <laughs> like coronado <laughs> island like where yes. i went to like where i went to high school that's yes. really weird <laughs> so we had access to the programming on the Coronado public access channel. We were the ones that broadcast it. Okay. And it was in the same DVD deck that we used <laughs> to, to play DVDs in the office. If okay. we wanted to put it up on one of the big TVs. Well, I fucked up the buttons on the switcher. So not only did it go to the TVs in the office, but I was also playing it on their public access channel for about 12 hours. People are like, why are we seeing DVD menus on, on public access? <laughs> why are we watching an entire season of How I Met Your Mother with no commercials? So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. I mean, I, I, I like that. It's, it's, um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the show, but I did try and go, rewatch it a couple of years ago. Oh, Barney. 
Barney, definitely some Barney. Issues. Yeah, Barney is super problematic, and even Ted is like pretty problematic. I would uh, I would say Barney or Ted is more problematic than Barney. Barney at least is open. They're both problematic in their own ways, definitely. Yeah, they're they're problematic in their own ways, but Barney is at least open and admits he has flaws and secretly is more open that he than he actually publicly portrays at least he's open that he's a misogynist and not yes. like uh... he knows he is whereas ted is ignorant to that so where uh when did that show premiere 2005 okay so oh five just it was just still a... pre-wokeness yeah it was a couple yeah, years largely, before yeah. couple, so just a couple years before but it roughly in the same era as iron man one the absolute, you know, womanizer who eventually reveals his heart of gold or grows. But also, like a forty-year-old virgin and um, knocked up were around the exact same time, and those. And I've always felt like How I Met Your Mother was really going after that exact same, like this is an Apatow comedy, but a show. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah. Was, they were definitely trying to. to uh, it, it absolutely. I mean, it's got a lot of the same actors. That's why Jason Siegel's in it, you know. Like, um, and that was immediately after he came off of Undeclared, you know, um, which I think was actually the last thing he did immediately while <laughs> while he was unemployed for those couple of years. Um, but I do, I do like the show. I don't, I don't. I don't dislike the ending as much as some people do, uh, mainly because I really like Kristen Malati. She is so amazing. She's such a great actress. Yeah, and she's good. Yeah, she's but just then like you kill phenomenal in everything she's done. Yeah, that was. Yeah, if they had her in the show longer, then we could have maybe loved her more, and then it would have been more like heartfelt or tugged at your heartstrings type of thing. But for them to just introduce her and then kill her off so quickly, it just felt like a slap in the face. But I also knew it was going to happen. I, I yeah, I, most people, most people had speculated. That I called, wife... I called the Robin thing in like the second season, and because exactly, it's just like these, the way that these guys are, the these guys have read Save the Cat, and the they're gonna structure their story around like wrapping up the beginning with the end, and there's no way that they're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. It's too important to the beginning of the show for it not to have been the beginning that they l- laid out at the at the beginning. You know, like yeah. they've always this was always the plan, so it didn't really bother me that yeah. much. Yeah, it was fine. It felt a little lackluster for me. It didn't like it didn't enrage me or anything. But I was just like, okay, I guess that works. The other the other interesting thing is that this is the second failed spinoff, or not failed. This is the second spinoff. Yeah, so the we didn't previous even, attempt was failed. Right, yeah. We didn't even come back around to what the headline was. So uh, it was in the news this past week that Hillary Duff, well, people, yeah. is going to star in a spinoff, How I Met Your Father. Oh, jeez. Now, how connected, if at all, this will be to the original series, I don't know. But I would bet that this takes place in the same universe and there's going to be constant allusions to characters and uh pineapple will pop up like 15 yes fucking exactly times. it's two these because it is it the same showrunners uh the original the, the original creators are on board as executive producers actually mm. showrunning are the creators of this is us um isaac Ap- aptiker and elizabeth berger oh um, so okay i don't know 
I don't know. I've never watched This Is Us, but isn't that a show where everybody like cries dramatically every week or something? Yeah, I, uh, I am not a fan personally, okay. um, but I know people who love it. Right. Seems like a show I would have really liked when I was like 16. Um, okay. Though I, I do want to talk about the failed spinoff for a second because I really, really wanted it to happen because uh, it was created or it was both created or at least they were going to get the showrunner and head writer to be Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig oh. was originally going to be the writer, the head writer, uh, the showrunner and the star of the show. And huh. she pitched it to them. And uh, it was shortly, it was only like, it was announced before the original had even ended. And then they shot a pilot even, but it wasn't picked up. Hmm. And I really, really like Greta Gerwig. And it was around the time where she, I mean, it was before she did Lady Bird and The Little Women, but she was like, she'd already writ written Francis Ha. And so she was a big deal at the time. But, uh, you know, it's sort of a good thing that she didn't do it because she never would have directed two of my favorite movies. All right. Okay. Um, one last thing. Just to end on a high note because uh, I thought this was pretty hilarious. Uh, first of all, I keep, for some reason, I keep forgetting that this Borderlands movie is coming. Yeah, um, so weird. <laughs> with uh, Eli Roth directing, of course, and, uh, okay. and the talent on the... So this is funny. Byron, it might have been your first episode with us, maybe, where I distinctly remember at some point we got to talk about Eli Roth movies and you're like, and I was like, I don't like Eli it. Roth. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> And then, like after that last uh, episode, I was of, like, "Oh, you know what? Actually, I don't like. He's pretty cool." Yeah, the, the, <laughs> dude, Go Bob season three uh, premiered yeah. with Eli Roth. Like, holy shit, that guy is really well versed in horror. And he's, I just, uh, I didn't realize that he actually does really, really know his shit. Yeah. It's just that I don't like his movies. <laughs> I like some of them, but I like. I'll still say fuck him because one of the worst movies I've ever sat through was with him. It's like some indie like disaster movie. Oh, from, I think I know the one that you're talking about. Like Brazil he, he or talked, Argentina. He, he's actually talked about that movie. Supposedly it was a friend of his and he got roped into doing it and he's like regretted it. Because <laughs> it's the worst is. movie I've ever fucking watched. Yeah, it was like a it was like a favor to a friend and it ended up like tarnishing his career. Well, Todd, have you watched The Room by Tommy Wiseau? Ugh. I have, and it's worse than that. Jesus. <laughs> at least the, the room you can at least the room you can joke about and you can laugh about. This movie had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Okay. Anyway, the only reason I bring up the Borderlands movie, it, this isn't even actually news. I just thought it was funny as hell. Um, so I, I forget the star power that is actually behind this as well. Jamie Lee Curtis is in the movie. Um, Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis uh, posted on Instagram a couple days ago because somebody fucked with her and, as a joke, left oh, a little cup of Activia yogurt in her trailer <laughs> <laughs> on the set of Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> so she posted on instagram a little picture she's like okay haha i can take a joke like my my bowel reputation in america has preceded me all the way to the set of borderlands <laughs> so you, you know what i think is interesting is that jamie lee curtis is working with eli roth and it's not on a horror movie <laughs> yeah that's two two horror icons mm -hmm. no. he's doing a tarantino yeah 
Well, she's still got uh, two more of the new Halloween movies to yeah. finish up. That second one should have been out last Halloween, but... Uh, yeah, that's right. Is yeah. it coming out this year? Yeah, it's going to be this Halloween. So they're going to repeat the plot line from Halloween 4, and she's going to be the killer, right? I have actually never seen Halloween 4. That's, uh, I know, it's a big gap in my... Uh, I mean, it's I've the only, second the best three. Halloween movie. I've seen the first three. I saw the Rob Zombie one. And then this latest one, the, the latest reboot one or whatever. So I, I just want, I want to clarify about the, the, the noise that I just made. Um, it's not that I hate Rob Zombie because I, I like some of his movies. I just really dislike his Halloween remakes. I didn't mind them. That is... remember, remember that type that plays Twisted Metal? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man uh well uh we got some stuff that was watched this weekend we should get oh, on yeah. talking about yeah so first off not not the falcon captain america and the winter soldier yeah it's a nice little uh end title card there at the end of the episode no, what did the uh, what did the final episode end up being titled because i know when it premiered they didn't put a title um on it. one world one people oh okay uh yeah the Flag Smashers bit. Flag Smashers. G.I. <laughs> <laughs> Joe villain? Yeah. Flag Smashers. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I can't. Stand. I mean, the Flag Smashers are pretty much Cobra, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I just did the Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're not far off. Yeah. And they did, they did like crossovers too. So, no. Oh. I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, it uh, I think they wrapped up everything. I okay. There let's was, start there here. was some good action set piece, action set pieces in this one. Yeah, yeah the, the whole some thing. Of the, some of the best action Marvel's done in a long time, actually. Yeah, all the action was fantastic. Um, uh, Sam with all his sweet aerial moves in the new yeah. suit. Um, okay, let's start there. First off, the new suit, which is comic book accurate. Uh, like right? very, very comic, comic book, book accurate. accurate. Like. Almost down to like the lines and stuff. Yeah, yep. I had some thoughts yep. at first. I was like, when he first like shows up on the scene, I was, both Meg and I were like, "Oh, that's cool." And then for a hot second, I was like, with those bright whites and everything mixed in there, it kind of looked like a yeah. football uniform. But uh, <laughs> I think it's well. I, I don't think that's. I think, I that, think it's, it's a little off. intentional, yeah. actually. Okay. Right. My, my I mean, biggest hey, America loves football. <laughs> so my biggest issue with the Falcon version of Captain America is that like. He should really be wearing a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> he is not bulletproof. No, not at all. No, he is he not got, bulletproof, he, and he's flying. But he's like, got he, the, the wings he, and the shield. He like he like like barely clips his brain going at those speeds, dead on impact. Like <laughs> like dead. I mean, Wakanda can give him a vibranium helmet. Come on, that's what I'm saying. Like. Do you like, think those wings are vibranium? If any, if you were going to use, like, Cap arguably doesn't need a helmet. Uh, so, like, what I'm getting at is it like, if if they're going to take any part of the Cap suit and, and like, tr- bring it to Sam, I, I feel like the, the helmet would probably be the most logical piece. Now, in the comic book, does he also still have his wings? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like one of the coolest things was when he 
his wings like stuck into the ground pretty much give him so pretty much everything that they did with uh falcon in this episode and his suit 100 comic accurate yeah yeah i so saw a really the, the cool scene... bit of... oh go ahead the scene in wonder woman the last wonder woman where she uses that 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 armor as a shield those wing looking mm -hmm. things that's yeah. pretty much a rip on falcons falcon, or falcons yeah. wings how they work yeah uh i saw a really rad piece of art earlier on instagram i think it was alex ross was it a cover that he did might have been oh, i've got it right here let me uh send it to you guys i think i i think i know the one you're talking about i think i've seen it um yeah, I put it in the chat, but it's got uh, old man Steve in the background and um, and Sam just like soaring through the air. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is the uh, this is a cover on um, one of the books. OK. Um, but yeah, I loved how they, uh, you know, he integrated the wings and the shield into his whole fighting style. I thought, like, I mean, like you said, like some of the best like Marvel action stuff and him going uh, up against uh uh i can never forget it remember his name so atrock the, the leaper atrock yeah kicky kicky mckickerson yeah. um yeah it's a good time who who they uh they killed they pew, put pew. Him around. yeah yep. he's done oh yeah. yeah i knew he wasn't gonna make it like he was too minor yeah but uh and uh i was very i was very delighted that again they impressed me by not going the predictable route with uh walker he, uh, yeah, I did not fall into the uh, just full on villain territory. He actually, I mean, after the last episode with her coming to him, I was like, oh, they're definitely making him US agent. Like, there's no way that they're not doing that. Yeah. And it, it was really nice how they kept it. Um, they didn't waste any time. His, like, the, the, his the shield the, didn't last very long, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were cracking up about that. We did. It's just like, boom. <laughs> just brushed away what did he make it out of fucking tin yeah. pretty much did he use a bunch of like aluminum like cans to make his yeah, old, that's american old... beer cans right there <laughs> yeah, uh, an old bumper oh man it would have been so good if if the colors on the shield were made out of the red white and blue from budweiser cans <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome oh jeez. Um, I, I loved how they kept it. I mean, they showed even like a bit of a journey for him through the entire episode, through that whole fight, through that whole sequence, because in the beginning, he it seems he's just come for, you know, for blood, just to, for um, what's her face? Carly. Um, Carly. Carly, Carly yeah. And, uh, you know, even as Carly's uh, Carly and her, uh, her flag smashers flag are. Smashers. You know, trying to there's that moment where you know she sees Bucky catching up to them, so she's like, "We need a distraction." So they just light up the vans on fire and everything, and so of course he has to, uh, you know, take a pause to try to rescue them. Has there been and, another character other than Carly Morgenthau that they've intentionally said the last name for just so it would stick? Out of the flag smash, yeah. I don't think so. No, well, any any Marvel property, yeah, like not really. Every character uh, is like a one character. And hammer sure yeah that's all um I uh what was uh mickey rourke's uh iron man 2 guy uh, oh god um you know whiplash but i don't remember the full you know russian name or whatever all i remember is him saying i want my board <laughs> but 
Anyway, that's, that's um, your bird. That's your bird. <laughs> Not the same bird. My bird. Uh, so, so uh, Walker and you know eventually he chooses the side of good. You know, there's that moment where that whole armor truck with the um, uh, representatives or whatever are uh, about about to drop off the side of that fucking building, and he's got that moment where he has to choose to keep going after Carly or grab them and. Sure enough, he goes for the civilians, which is awesome and really solidifies like him coming back from the dark side, which is nice. Um, I like that they didn't uh, like pause and make a big stink about it. Like the second that um, he shows up on the scene, like him and Bucky, they're just like getting the job done. Like there's no stopping and like, oh, it's you. Like, what are you here for? There's no like bro, we need to talk about our feelings for a moment. It's just like, oh, okay, he's helping in this moment. Sure, okay, let's go do what needs to be done. I also thought it was um, really, it was a it was a funny look to see him just like sort of jogging around without his shield. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, he was like, I, I don't know where to put my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very awkward jaunt. Um, now on the flip side, so we got uh, him swinging back in the direction of good. Sharon, however... Well, uh, it it she was the power broker the whole time. Surprise, Never. surprise. Yeah, and, I mean, towards uh, the end there, it was like pretty fucking obvious, you yeah. know. Like, um, but also, I don't know. Did you guys did you, did you catch the end credit scene? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think she's gonna be in. Well, Armor obviously, Wars. yeah. She's, obviously, she's come. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that would be a good place. Yeah. So um, Sharon Carter. There's also, has... there's also something that I think they might be setting up for Secret Invasion. Hmm. Um, could be a Secret Invasion. Uh, there's this plot line in Secret Invasion, uh, the end of Secret Invasion, um, and that leads into Dark Avengers actually, where uh, everyone is using Stark tech. Like all, everyone is using Stark tech at this point. Stark hmm. is like taken over everything. Um, and because of something that happens in Secret Invasion, um, all Stark Tech worldwide instantly gets taken over by the scrolls, and it allows the scrolls to like effectively take over the world, the planet in like less than a, less than a day. And so Stark has to go into hiding and stuff like that. I have a feeling that her like talking about like we have access to stuff is directly leading into Dark Avengers um, and possibly somehow Secret Invasion. It, I, I can see where they're going in with this next... The next phase is really starting to come into uh, view for me right now because mm-hmm. it looks what they're do- like what they're doing is they're just taking all the Bendis stuff... <laughs> From Bendis's like epic legendary run on Avengers that lasted like almost fucking twenty years, um, like Avengers Disassembled, Civil War, uh, Secret Invasion, um, uh, Dark Avengers, Dark Reign, etc. Uh, they're taking all of this stuff, initiative, um, and it looks like they're going to sprinkle all this stuff out through ex- throughout the next phase because Dark Avengers is such a like there's so many, there's so many connection points to to like secret invasion and stuff that it's very clear that that's what they're doing. So we got Walker as U.S. agent. Um, 
and uh, lovely again cameo with Val. Don't call her that. Um, Sharon, did I plan uh, it, or maybe I didn't? You know, yeah. that was a good. Or did I? I <laughs> or great. did I? Or did I? Uh, Sharon uh, does get her pardon and uh, uses it. Uh, you know, just basically solidifies not just a pardon, but like a welcome back into the intelligence community. Yeah, where she's like, oh boy, like government secrets to be sold. She's in her bitches get money life, basically. I still (laughs) am really not liking I this just feels so wrong for Sharon's character. And I I I guess like I just I I don't understand her motivations. It doesn't make sense yet. Like why is she so bitter? It just doesn't feel now she's like we're we're gonna like manipulate people and kill innocent people like like what this does not this feels way off <laughs> uh, maybe it's a bit uh too hard of a swing but i guess i understand from i mean the basic thing is she was she was all go team america uh, in shield then all that fell to shit um yeah then even when she was still trying to do the right thing she um basically was forced into exile from her own country um left out to drive and then she was like fuck it i I guess i'll just like become a warlord (laughs) i'm in it for me i guess yeah fuck bitches get money (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean now like perfectly happy to sell their secrets to the highest bidder because why not i'm just in it for myself now i don't know maybe maybe more they're gonna have to sell me they're gonna have to sell me on this a little bit like harder because it this turn is not working for me, but sure. She's, she's all about the Benjamins. I mean, it's Peggy Carter's uh, fucking granddaughter. Yeah, I mean, it, she literally, like, kissed America's ass, you know, like. And Zemo was a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. So, you know. Well, it, he ended up, you know, he got his senseless killing, so I, I, no. I guess, like, he hasn't changed too much. No. Um, well, it was, uh, I did like that. I mean, there was that final touch with him, uh, his uh, butler or servant to whoever was uh, blowing you know, up the rest of the flag smashers and then the him smashers. casually laying back in bed with a smile. Yeah. So um, my sister and I's uh, watch of the, of, of um, the infinity saga came to an end two nights ago. Oh, okay. Uh, we 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 watched Endgame. She hadn't seen it. I've seen it a couple times now. Man, Endgame is so good. But like, it was really interesting to see the beginning of Sam and Bucky's new journey, mm. and then literally the next day, yesterday, I watched the last episode and see the end of this journey, yeah. and um, really just like. Cap really d- is so iconic, especially in his last appearances. I mean, he's literally fucking wielding Mjolnir, and and um, and I I and I didn't notice this before. He just is like he takes Mjolnir with him at the end of Endgame. Well, yeah, yeah. because he has to put it back into the timeline. Oh, that's right. He's not that just like, movie. oh, this is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> he's just no, this is just mine. <laughs> I'm just, just, I'm like just gonna hang out with this. Yeah. Um, but it was, I, I was a little surprised that we didn't get any sort of, I thought in the last episode we would get some answer to what's going on with him. Like something, just like is. some, yeah, a little nod. I didn't expect him to show up or anything, but. Yeah, they, uh, they just, uh, 
in that previous episode, oh, two points I want to make about the previous week's episode, um, the uh, downtime with Sam and Bucky. Um, they do word it. I forget if uh, I forget who says it. One of the two guys, but they say, but Steve is gone now. So meaning he's either passed yeah. away from old age or he went back to, you know, back into the timeline, I guess, wherever he came Wait, from. I thought he was on the moon. <laughs> yeah, he's on the moon. That was funny. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, so, but they, they, they kind of. I don't I mean, think he's dead. I definitely don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead either. Maybe um, not. But the way they I, said it was kind of like, hey, Steve is gone now. Like, he's just, he's not part of the equation. Well, he's all. definitely an old fucking man. <laughs> you know, like, he, he can't go out doing a go adventure in, anymore. Unless, yeah, like, I think it's just he's made it known to them that he is unavailable. Yeah. Like, do not come yeah. to me. He I just vanished into the, yeah. He, he will remain uh, in the West and be Galadriel or whatever, <laughs> uh, whatever that line is. Oh, oh, the other thing I was going to mention about the previous episode when you know and Sam and Bucky are talking, uh, Bucky says when he's addressing you know um, Steve uh, giving the shield to Sam, giving you know, the mantle to Sam. He said when Steve told me what he was planning, so that changes that moment at the end of he already knew for us, yeah. yeah. Because that felt like an awkward moment where, you know, uh, we, you know, Steve goes to do his thing in the timeline. He's supposed to come back. And then we see him as an old man on the bench. And it's that very poignant moment where you think like, well, his best buddy for life is going to, you know, go want to talk to him. But Bucky just has this knowing look and he's like, hey, you go over like Sam, go talk to him. Yeah. And so now it makes more sense. It's like, oh, he already knew what he was planning the whole time. So anyway. Um, anyway, moving on to Sam, everything with him, I fucking loved. Uh, there was, up yeah, to they this, did a really good job up to this week. There was even people thinking like, oh, will we get an appearance from Steve, like a little cameo? But I think that would have cheapened the episode because yeah. this is yeah, Sam solidifying him. Yeah. Sam coming to the forefront and letting go of that steve legacy this is unquestionable now yeah like this is not about steve anymore this isn't this isn't steve's story anymore exactly yeah uh sam's entire speech to the world and to those that was wish fulfillment he was all of us screaming at politicians how we would love to like honestly politicians by the scruff and telling them and and i've been thinking about this whole show the last couple days like all this show came out at like the most poignant time in like it's so uh synchronistic like it's it's crazy like the themes are i I know that these themes are you know larger than just this moment in time but Mm -hmm. they feel very 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 pointed Mm -hmm. telling a politician to their face like you have the power just help get people. it done yeah yeah oh I, I you don't understand it's complicated no it doesn't have like, to be i don't care yeah, yeah i don't care if it's complicated do, do it, it. yeah <laughs> because the option is the only other option is you let people suffer yeah and and then the next carly morgenthal comes along and yeah. say what you will about politics and you know trump versus biden uh we have we have been shown in the last year specifically 
that we have the will, we have the power as a nation to really do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. It's just the things that we choose or choose not to do. We have the will, we have the money, we have the infrastructural power to do huge things. We have just collectively chosen over the last 30 to 40 years not to do those things. Mm. And that's what Sam is saying. And uh, I feel like right now that is something that we need to hear. And it was put very eloquently. I was just like, everything he was saying, I was like, damn, like he just told you to not call these people fucking terrorists. Like mm. that is a not unradical idea, you know, like. <clears throat> it was the most very surprised. Heart on your sleeve, just, um, you know, very direct moment Bullshit. that we've had through through the entire show. And it's, which is, which makes sense for Captain America. Like that's, yeah. that's what he embodies. That's and it, and he, it's, and it's easy, it, it's easy to say that like there, there's a naivete in, in um, what he's saying, but that's sort of, that's not sort of the point. That is the point that, that cat, that cat, and that's what, and that's why Walker could never be Captain America because Captain America isn't about the shield and it's not about, is he a serviceman? It's, and my sister was, and it's not about the super soldier serum. Mm -hmm. It's about his ethics and his point of view. Yeah. That's what makes Cap Cap. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the, um, <clears throat> the denouement with uh, Isaiah it's like, well, you know, you know, uh, you know Mandela, and you know, uh, <laughs> you know King, but you're special. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, it's and it is it is interesting because, um, especially like with the speech that he just gave, mm -hmm. it, it did feel like uh, he's going to have to be more of an icon than even Steve was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and him taking the moment of him taking Isaiah to his uh, addition to the museum, whatever that yeah. that was a tearjerker. I, I did have a I did have a little like nerd nitpick moment with that. I was like, wait, so nobody knows who he is. So these Smithsonian dudes just like dug up all this shit on him in what uh, like three hours. <laughs> They don't really say how much time has passed, did they? That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I just it was just like I, I thought they erased his entire existence. <laughs> yeah. It's the government; they always have papers and documents yeah. and redacted mm. files. Yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, good times. Um, yeah, I um, I still, I still think that the. My my main criticism throughout the plotting, still even to the last episode, there were like little moments where I was just like, "This is this feels like a badly put together puzzle." Like uh, like someone forced pieces into the wrong place, and it clearly doesn't match. Um, but it just made it when you stood back and looked at it, it, made it look weird. But when you looked at the individual connections, it was fine. Yeah. Um, and then that same day, uh, this past Friday, the 
series finale airing, the news came out that uh, an Anthony Mackie starring Captain America 4 feature film yeah. is in the works, um, helmed by the showrunner, Malcolm Spellman. Uh, yeah, they're going to have a lot less uh, plot to deal with, so hopefully they can iron that out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I thought Carly's death was sort of stupid. I, I, I felt like everything surrounding her death was just like a little... not good just generally well we knew she wasn't going to survive i knew that she wasn't going to survive i mean we even mentioned it last week but i I just felt like she was a decent character so i I wish that she would have gotten a little bit better of a send-off but that didn't happen so yeah but i think she was well you know solidified on her path um yeah which yeah yeah which which in you know in the terms of the dramatic arc you know help service you know part of sam's whole point during his speech you know that's true yeah he was radicalized by the world not giving a shit yeah yeah but in the meantime uh while we look forward to cap four and many adventures to come we got ourselves some mortal combat Wait, wait, wait. This is the 2021 version, so it's. I will say it was a very, very strange experience playing Mortal Kombat while watching Mortal Kombat. Because, like, right as spoilers, Kung Lao dies, I was actually playing Kung Lao in the game, and I got, like, massacred by Sub Zero. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, so I don't think he was actually fighting Sub-Zero at the point. So a lot to chew on with this movie. Um, oh, boy. There's a Ooh. lot that I enjoyed. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I was like, it. I was doing, I was like, it was happening. And I was doing other stuff while I was doing it. And I was having fun. And that that's it. <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> uh, right from the get go I liked a lot of the I mean I'm not even familiar with a lot of like the lore of you know expanded lore but I remember Todd mentioning that he saw those first like seven minutes that they released and how they were going deep on that especially with uh, they used the original work. yeah they used the original character names they the, they used the name of the first score, uh, Sub-Zero character the one that dies at the end of the the first game yeah. Uh, well, Hanzo was a uh, scorpion. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, the uh, I mean, I guess the origin of the hook, whatever, was it was a gardening tool. His yeah. uh, well, little knife or whatever. So that actually has legit origins in samurai culture because isn't it called uh, a kunai? Yeah, it's a kunai, and yeah. uh, during the later parts of the samurai era, um, common citizens were forbidden to carry weapons. Like you could not have swords, knives, any kind of weapons. So that farming implement was the perfect tool for ninjas and or other people who wanted to remain anonymous while carrying weapons. Oh no, officer, this is just a gardening tool. Right. This this stick on my back is just a walking stick. (laughs) Interesting. You would the Gandalf moment? Oh, you wouldn't part an old man from his walking stick <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait so uh, todd w- which character was the original sub-zero the one in the movie yes okay the, so that's what uh, i thought i was so i 
I'm I have both I have like come and go in Mortal Kombat lore. Like I've played almost every single game, but not a lot. And I've seen the original movie and like I've like gone in and out of paying attention and not paying attention. So like I know a little bit about the lore, but not a lot about the lore. So their lore, the lore is kind of like all over the place. It goes through a lot of resets. Cause there's a, yeah, because there's like a lot of reboots and like there's time travel and shit. Yeah. In <clears> fact, <throat> that's the whole point of Mortal Kombat 11 is is time is a time travel plot. But so, was it also Mortal Kombat the reboot from 2011 also a time travel plot? I think that was the merging of the worlds plot. Because that was Raiden was like going back in time to like stop events that had. Anyways, <laughs> Marty, you gotta come back with me. Oh my god! <laughs> what uh, is so, what are, are, are Sub Zero an asshole or something? <laughs> Sub Zero's always been an asshole. <laughs> so lots of fan service right off, right out the get. You've got oh well. First off, we got McCad Brooks, who uh, aka Jimmy Olsen from Supergirl, has holy uh, fuck, he got ripped. Oh yeah, I guess that's like why he, he was. Left. That's why he left the show was to spend all that time getting jacked as fucked. <laughs> like he was skinny Jimmy. Wait, like he's the, always tall. Wait, that's but... the same guy. Yes. Supergirl. Yeah. Uh huh. That's Jimmy Olsen from Supergirl. He was, was the tall. Mustache. You didn't know because of the mustache. <laughs> wait, let him take out his toothpick. Jackie <laughs> <laughs> Daytona. Jackie Daytona. Uh, but the, right at the very beginning, uh, where he introduces himself to um, uh, Cole, uh, Scorpion's Hanzo's descendant, in the, uh, in the little MMA, you know, or a failed fighter. MMA fighter, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he says there's a little line where uh, Jax t- tells him, like, oh, yeah, you're the guy who took the championship from Eddie Tobias. Did you catch oh, that? Tobias Boone. Yeah. Ed Boone and John Tobias. Yeah. Yeah. Toasty. Yeah. I kind of wrote like scattered notes just to remind myself, uh, but I was enjoying the movie. Uh, we, I mean, we got that quick intro with, with Jax, and then he gets his ass handed to him, of course. So as soon as I saw Jax in Sub Zero, I was like, his arms are going to get frozen off. Yeah. And that's how he loses his arms, which is yeah, actually I didn't a want, way to do it. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to spoil it for Meg, but I was like, oh, I know how this is going to play out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I already yeah. knew because it shows you right in the poster for the film. Yeah. It shows you in the trailer. Arms. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I already know his arms are going to get blown off. And then when they give him the janky, like mechanical arms, I know those aren't the final yeah. four. The little Johnny Five <laughs> arms. <laughs> <laughs> so things are even, so Kano, even Kano joked you with your baby arms oh I mean I mean we can all like collectively come together and say that like Kano completely stole this movie oh, right? oh like, absolutely like 100% yeah so My... much so that I was I was like how did they kill him he's the only interesting part of this fucking movie yeah. he so doesn't my... die. No, nobody nobody in the Mortal Kombat universe dies he's he's yeah, coming that's back true. Yeah. So the, the next two notes they, I had they just put in a couple quarters and get another life yeah. <laughs> so the next two notes that I had were just Sonya is tasked with the info dump oh yeah that's, <laughs> that's all her character serves a purpose for and Kano is fun that's it <laughs> just Kano is fun they did <laughs> reptile and... dirty they, they oh, just, oh, oh, totally, yeah. You mean you mean 1998 Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> well, because isn't the whole thing that like he he like takes a human form later on, but he actually was like a reptile. 
Yeah, he is a reptile that can take humans. Yeah, like a man reptile hybrid or something. Uh, no, reptile. I mean, in in like the lizard monster that they fight in the in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, in the original games, he just looks like Sub Zero Scorpion, just wearing green. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's yeah. Just but a then he takes swap. off his mask, and it's yeah. a, like lizard face, and he yeah. shoots spit at you. Uh, he's, spit. he's like a Gorn, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's a Gorn. Yeah, he's an Argonian from Skyrim. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Goro was pretty dope. Um, I think he died a little quickly, but yeah, he died like a yeah. chump. Yeah. yeah, to a he, fucking well, doesn't, nobody. Doesn't his sister come in later games? So Queen Shiva, Shiva, well, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But well, then um, there's another female version from his race from M- MK11. No, that's oh. Queen Shiva. Oh, it is. Okay, that's Queen Shiva. I haven't played as her yet, so right. I don't think she's she... a playable character. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, as soon as as soon as Goro went after uh, Cole's family, I was like, "Oh, this is just a vehicle for Cole to like get his superpower, get, get his, his arcana." So that was the other problem with this movie is every single bit of it was so predictable from the very start. Like, oh yeah. yeah, I was like telling yeah. Tony exactly what was happening before it happened, and then it happens, and it was just not surprising at all. Yeah. Now I haven't played a lot of the later games. Is Cole an actual character no. from the games? No, he's invented. No. So okay. the reason why Cole is a thing is they didn't want to use Johnny. Well, originally the 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 character was going to be Johnny Cage, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to use Johnny Cage because he's a white male. They wanted to yeah. sort of POC the cast up. Well, also Johnny Cage being the main character in the first movie didn't make any fucking sense because the main character is in the games. No, he was the main character. He he was one of the first four original. No, 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 I know that, but like he's not like the best. Like it was always Liu Kang. Yeah, Liu Kang is the champion, the chosen one. But yeah, Johnny Cage is the audience stand-in, like every surrogate. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I always felt like Johnny Cage having like being effectively the protagonist of the first movie never made any fucking sense to me, and I always felt he wasn't. He he was kind of a side like pseudo protagonist. Liu Kang was the protagonist. Yeah, Liu Kang was definitely. Yeah, yeah, I am the chosen one. And and John Lambert too. I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> it's fucking John Chris- Lambert. Christopher yeah. Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Christopher yeah. Lambert. Lambert. Uh, yeah. But come on, I mean, who else is gonna punch Goro in the balls? There was no Goro ball punching. I was very disappointed with this film. Yeah. But, you know, we get the tease at the end. You know, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out to Hollywood. You guys know see the poster. all of the stuff about, like, uh, Johnny Cage and why Johnny Cage is Johnny Cage, right? What do you mean? Johnny Cage in the original Mortal Kombat was not supposed to be Johnny Cage. He was supposed to be Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, from yeah, Bloodsport. Yeah. I do remember that, yeah. Uh huh. Because they were trying to get the license for Bloodsport. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was I was wondering. I I, I didn't want to like look up stuff and get spoiled by the film, but I was wondering the whole time like, is Cole an actual character from like the later games? Because you know, I get the whole. I, I thought it was cool. I mean, he will be now. Story. Yeah, but I was <laughs> I was trying to like Meg and I were trying to figure out like, oh, his power, and I was like, well, he looked. He really is reminding me of Spawn right now, like this like living suit sort of thing that's part of him. That he's so like, tidbit, like it, so. tidbit about that armor. The design on the armor is supposed to be the same as the design on the basket that he's uh, that his ancestor is found in. So in the first seven minutes of the movie, where Raiden right. f- finds the baby, that's fucking weak. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm sorry. I did not like his character design his at char- all. I, I hated everything about his fucking his, character. Just, I mean, I, I actually, I thought his character was fine. I, I didn't find him particularly interesting, but I didn't dislike him. But like the the design specifically, it really, I was just like, so he, he's got, his arcana is that he can take damage and then deal it out. That, that, that's his design. Oh yeah, he had it was a it was a Wakanda suit. It was a Black Panther suit. Yeah. He took kinetic energy and shot it back Expelled out. Spelled it, yeah. Yeah. Also, like the suit itself looked really poorly done. Like the quality of it just looked like straight up Halloween store to me. <laughs> no, it, it looks it's, goofy as fuck. It's yeah. PVC just molded on him. It's not even CG. Yeah, it's, it was terrible. I'll tell you a design I did enjoy. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Cabal. Cabal was amazing. Yes. What rad. the fuck was up with Cabal? He and was so, like the whole time. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I, I thought His, I recognized the voice, but I couldn't place it. And Meg was like, "How do we know that voice?" And I was trying to was think. It? Was like, uh, well, it turned out not being anybody that I, I okay. am very familiar with. But the the uh, the actor in the suit was just a, a stunt actor, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, Daniel Nelson, but the voice was Damon Harriman. Who, funny enough, played Charles Manson in both the Mindhunter Netflix series and Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I know. Yeah, I recognize that guy. Yeah. Huh. On the flip side, they did a very good job on making a voice that's supposed to be coming from a mask and like actually understandable. Uh, yeah, but they also made it look goofy as fuck. (laughs) Hey, the character looked awesome. I didn't mind. I mean, he looked fine. It it was just very clear that it was like an actor and a voice actor, and their movements and head timing were not Uh, matching up. Yeah, but Um, the more I thought about it, and the more incorporated like his uh, connections to Kano, I was like, okay, this sounds like another like scummy mercenary guy that would have dealings with Kano. So yeah. it makes sense. He's just got the Vader suit on. I didn't like that they just gave Kano like a magic laser eye out of nowhere. Yeah, I kept expecting it to get. And also, like Jax's arms are now like magic robot arms. Sure, robots can be magic. Sure, I guess so. Like that's yes, but like I mean, I so I think my favorite game in the entire franchise is Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Because it was the That's one that everybody. came out when I was like eight years old, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless like unless you're MK2, everybody's favorite was Ultimate Three, Ultimate and that's Ultimate the, Ultimate that's the one that had the biggest roster too. Like that had yeah, literally every. It, there was like character. all the like the new features with like the you could unlock new characters by doing the the like the little lottery thing at the bottom. Two uh, was, was like, my favorite. Codes. Oh, sorry. Uh, two okay. was my favorite because I played the fuck out of that on Super Nintendo. <laughs> do, do you think we're gonna get? the robot versions of characters in this game like are we gonna get like robot smoke and cyrex and like i think we'll get cyrex and, and sector at some point in the franchise sector, yeah no robot think, smoke though we're not get, i don't think we'll get robot smoke or the robot or robot uh, scorpion fucking, scorpion or sub-zero i, I don't yeah. think those two are coming robot versions well but, <laughs> i have a feeling that i do you think they're gonna do the post-apocalyptic storyline of course of course three. after after at after some the point, next one at some point they're going to merge the worlds at some point yeah oh is that what happens in the game so yeah. yeah how it happens is the first like the first one is just straight up mortal Kombat. 
Second mm-hmm. one, again, just straight up Mortal Kombat, but like with extra characters. And then the third one is the at the end of Mortal Kombat 2, canonically, uh, we lose. And, and that's the, the 10th tournament. And, and that's the 10th tournament where the universe is emerging. So that's why mm-hmm. there's like levels that partially take place in the nether realm and partially on earth outworld or outworld not nether realm now uh, here's now here's where we get to my biggest problem with this movie like overall i i enjoyed it like it was dumb fun which is what i expected it to be um i am very tired i'm very winded of shameless franchise setup like, I'm pissed that they didn't just tell a fucking complete story. Like, Shang Tsung just kind of goes, I'll get you next time. There and was no Mortal Kombat tournament in this no, movie. There, there was no Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. This was just like the alley fight outside before the, the event starts. Like, the, this is the movie Mortal Kombat. Which is pretty, Mortal yeah. Kombat. And that's pretty fucking shameless, honestly. Like, especially since I the, mean, unless... the first movie just went there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they were if they were doing the Matrix filming back to back and they had like three movies ready to go year after year after year, okay, I can see you kind of doing yeah. the 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 edging before the before the event. But it's gonna be two and a half years until the next movie comes out. Yeah. yeah. See, if, especially because of the pandemic. This this feels like you're trying to the guys behind this are trying to Zack Snyder this shit up like don't worry guys we're gonna have a whole movie full of setup so three movies down the line the real battle happens like but then your first movie bombs and then you you know everybody's just left hanging like it, it's I um, mean I don't I don't think it's gonna bomb I think um, I think it's actually probably enough. gonna I think it's gonna do pretty well because a lot of movie theaters are opening up right now and this mm-hmm. is gonna be one of the first movies that people are able to see in theaters I think it'll um, be fine. It's just, uh, and again, I'm like, guessing that a lot of people watched it on HBO Max too, just because there are a lot of Mortal Kombat fans. Like, so it actually did pretty well in theaters. So right yeah. now it's trending at a 22 mil, which is not the biggest. Um, I think Godzilla vs Kong uh, was bigger, like yeah. 40 or 50 mil, mm-hmm. um, but still 22 mil is is not. I bad. mean, it came out on Friday, right? Or yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 22 million for two days when, like, how many theaters are still shut down, you know? Theaters in my city are still not open. Um, so, wait. Actually, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Wonder Woman only did 23 over its whole run. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, Raya and the Last Dragon made $8 million. Oof, it's, made, it's, made, it's made 40 now. So, now, I mean, it's but opening weekend, up. it made $8 million. Yeah, that's a little rough. That's very rough. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we're spoiled by you know uh, these massive uh, TV shows that we have now and whatnot. But it just seems to me like if, if you're gonna pull something like this, if you're gonna have this long extended story where you're chasing after the same bad guy over several, you know. Um, oh, they absolutely could have made like, this a show instead of a movie. Yeah, just make it a fucking show. Like, make it a fucking show instead of us waiting, like, several years before, you know, the next... They, well, know. they tried to make it into a show. <laughs> there was there was, there was, was rumors that there was going to be a Mortal Kombat television show a couple of years ago that was going to be made by the same guys who made the, um, the like, 
miniseries. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do remember that because that yeah. miniseries was fucking amazing. It was like and it was ru- it was rumored that it was going to be turned into a full series, and then I heard around the same time that Warner Brothers changed their minds, and rather than do doing a show, they wanted movies. Movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, so here's how I feel about it. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I, I, I sort of. I wish that I'd liked it more, but I was also really distracted because I was trying to kill people. Um, uh, but I feel like I knew exactly how it was going to go, and I was not surprised in any way by what I got. And I'm actually surprised that I want another one as much as I do. So. <laughs> Yeah, so for I'm, me, I'm griping here, but I'm like, damn it. Now, you know, if they do put out another one, of course, I'm going to watch it. But... Yeah. So for me, if they put out another one, I'll definitely watch it. I might watch this one once or twice more, depending. I'll, on... I'll probably rewatch it, actually. Yeah. Kano is worth on... a rewatch. Yeah. Kano yeah, alone. He was really so, funny. <laughs> pros and cons. Pro, pros for this movie for me. Kano was a fucking amazing. Set design was amazing costumes and set design was amazing the choreography was actually really good yeah considering the the, were really good. yeah yeah it was it's considering good. the the western like kung fu movies that we've had recently and kung fu tv shows that we've had recently it was actually really good mm-hmm. um i would say all of the fan servicey moments were fun and funny so i mean i didn't mind that the fucking low kick scene with Liu Kang oh, and yeah. Kano. <laughs> that was really good. Was that amazing. Was really funny. Ah, was... I got that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Joe Joe Taslim, the uh, uh, actor who played Sub-Zero, he is at least signed on for four sequels. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much there's so much mythology there at this point. Yeah, they got, they've got they've got enough. So to play with. many characters at this point. Isn't isn't like, Noob Cybot officially like the undead version of Sub Zero? Or am I getting that wrong? No, he's he's another. Uh, Actually, yeah, no, he he is that character. That that first character, the first Sub Zero. I keep forgetting his name. Um, but that's Noob Cybot, basically. Okay. He dies at the beginning of the, or he he dies at the end of the so first turn. Smoke. Smoke oh. is another character altogether. Okay. All right. Just all the color swapped uh, ninjas. Well, I mean, look at all the female characters. They're all the same. Melina, yeah, Melina. Katana, yeah, yeah. Uh, the third one. Wait, uh, so Jay, the one, who, the, so the one who was in this one, that was Melina. It was Melina? Melina. Yeah, that's yeah. Melina, right? That's what I thought. Yes. No, no. Um, yeah, yeah, it was Melina. Yeah, Melina, not Jade. Who was the flying chick? New. I think that's a new character. Okay, because I was like, I didn't, I don't, I, I haven't even like. It's been a long time since I played and completed a Mortal Kombat game. It's been since 2011, so I, I totally missed Mortal Kombat 10. Um, I think the the last one I was telling you before we started recording, Byron. I think the last one that I remember us playing at all. Well, I watched Meg play. That's the, that's the, the last one that the, that's the one that that's the one that I played is Armageddon or Deception or something like. No, no, that. no. You pulled it out. You showed me. It's the PS3 one. The oh, there's that one. Yeah, yeah. The one from 2011. Yeah. And then there were the uh, Armageddon or Deception was the one with like the RPG elements where you actually Xbox running around. One. Yeah. 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 I think I played all of them through like 
I played all of them up to four, and then they had the weird, like, The spin-off. 3D, yeah, they were trying to do Soul Calibur with weapons and shit. Yeah, and then I played X, and then have 11, so. What was the one that was the more RPG one that came out in, like, 2004, 2005-ish? I think it was Deception. Deception, yeah. Deception. That, yeah. that game made me want to have a PS2 to play it on. That game was really fun, actually. It was Because there's a so lot much of fun. side stuff that you get to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, my ex at the time had it, and they got so pissed off because all I ever wanted to do was play that game <laughs> whenever we were together. So much so that I begged my mom to get me a PS2 with that game, and then I replayed the whole thing on my own at home because I loved it so much. Yeah. So one last thing about video games real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I finally got this in the mail. Ah, That finally cool. came. Nice. The limited run games uh, physical like release of Scott Pilgrim versus the World finally came yeah. with the and I got the alternate. Well, it's a it's not actually an alternate cover. It's just nice. Yeah, we had the original version. I think we still have it installed on our PS3. I just remember it being hard as shit. <laughs> it's really hard. It's yeah. really really hard. I I played it for like forty five minutes the other day and I couldn't even get past the first level. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think with Tony and I both playing it, because it a mul- it's a multiplayer game, we barely got to, like, level two or three together. Well, so it is It is based on, it is, like, heavily inspired by R- River City Rampage. So the whole thing about River City Rampage is you're supposed to level up your character, and then the game starts to get easier. Okay. So, like, you have to what grind you're, it out. Yeah, you, you have to grind it out and, like, raise your stats, and you get more life. And etc. At that point, you just get so frustrated dying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really want to play it anymore. It's also designed to be a multiplayer game, so it's less hard when you're playing with multiplayers. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm a sad, lonely, single man, so <laughs> I have no one to play video games with. Oh. The frustrating thing about the the most recent Mortal Kombat titles is they they really fucking milk the DLC. Like, oh yeah. dramatically that's that's all fighting games now i've noticed the the rosters are super reduced and they have uh shit ass dlc policies where they'll really reduce like maybe two more fighters from previous rosters for like 10 bucks and the, the same things happened with soul caliber with marvel versus capcom like the last marvel versus capcom that came out the roster was fucking tiny and marvel versus capcom is supposed to have a gigantic roster that's just the trend of fighting games lately uh that's pretty much mvc two two still the best pinnacle that's the, yeah, I think that's the best like, fighting game that's ever come out. It, it, yeah, it's probably like the. I really like Street Fighter Alpha Three too as well. Um, but yeah, MK Three Ultimate is a contender. Yeah, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three is really good too. Street Fighter Two Turbo is also a classic. Yeah, Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, or or like Terminator Edition. You know, I played the shit out of that on uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo on. SNES at home, and I always had to enter the uh, hyper fighting code, so it got even faster. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, if I get a if I, if I ever get a bigger apartment or a house, that's the first like man cave purchase that I'm gonna try to make is get a uh, uh, one of the arcade one up. Yeah, turbo cabinets. or 
Yeah. And that version comes with like I think five different versions of the game. Yeah, the SNK. Yeah. Well, if we get up to Portland, we'll uh we'll have to hit up that uh barcade or whatever it was for sure. A bunch of cabinets. Word. All right, guys. Thank you for joining. This is Tony. This is Todd. This is Byron. And Meg. Hey, by, uh, hey, uh, Todd, who won the game? Fucking Padres did. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. All right. Adios. Adios.